Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again to The Undiluted Truth. I am Ben, and today's episode is called Masking Dangers for Children by OSHA Experts. And without further ado, let's welcome in our host, Mike. Hey, Ben. Thank you much. And yes, uh, we are back back to the masking thing, and we've got a great video. Matter of fact, this video is is not something that was just put out. It was put out some time back, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But basically, we thought this was appropriate to do now because most of the children are going back to school, and I would say that it's probably 95%. That's I've not seen any any information yeah. on this, and it, okay. but ninety five percent of the the schools and children I believe are having to mask up around the country. So, what we have today is a interview with the, the a video clip with Dell Bigtree off of the High Wire, which is just excellent information constantly. But we have two ladies, Tammy Clark and Kristen Megan, who are our experts. And I'm okay. not gonna I'm not gonna expound any more of that. It's just these girls' credentials are gonna speak for themselves. So, and they are experts. So Sounds very good. apropos. And there's there's lots of opinions about these masks. Yeah. But I want to know. As everything, I want to turn over all the rocks that I can. I want to know the truth about them. So, and it doesn't matter you whether you can't handle the truth. Me and the Potato Brothers oh. can handle the truth. Yeah, sounds sounds good. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So, everybody's out there wondering who are these Potato Brothers? <laughs> you know, that's that's another story. But uh, anyway, welcome all of you rock tumblers and truth seekers. Uh, we are ready to start tumbling rocks. So, without any further ado. Dell Bigtree with uh, two OSHA experts. So here we go. Doctors aren't mask experts. They bring in what? An OSHA professional. Occupational Safety Health Administration. Government agency that focuses on air quality and what you need to do when wearing a mask, how to wear a mask. How about one of those experts? Or how about two? That's exactly what happened and it went viral. Maybe you remember this. We're very familiar with the whole mask conversation. It really hits kind of near and dear to both of our hearts, which is why we're paying very close attention to all of this and we are very concerned as environmental health and safety professionals. Let's talk about masks. All right, so what do we know about this virus to begin with? We know that this particular virus is incredibly, incredibly tiny. It is so tiny that it's, it's between 0.06 microns and 0.125 microns. So what that means when it comes to masks and the homemade cloth masks in particular is really the hot topic that we want to address. Um, they do literally nothing to protect you from disease transmission. Okay, so everybody talks about mask up to protect your neighbors so you don't kill grandma, all that kind of thing. This is what you're hearing from people. Well, what you need to understand from a virology perspective is that that mask is not protecting anybody around you at all. So what we're trained to do in a work environment through federal regulations, through OSHA, is not what we're seeing at the hands of our governor. We just have this blanket mask mandate. And the issue with that is we're not following any other protocols. 
When you just tell someone to slap on a mask, you don't know any of their medical histories and you don't know the conditions in which they're wearing the mask and you don't understand what they may be doing. This is why we wanted to get together and talk about this because the whole mask usage, there are so many guidelines you must follow. And these homemade masks, while I totally understand the intent is to be kind and selfless and help others, they are actually dangerous. I am uh, honored to be joined right now by Tammy and Kristen. You guys, um, when you put out that video, when you decided to really start talking about masks, what, what made you, I mean, well, let me take it back a step. What does it mean to be an OSHA expert? Well, for me, um, I spent nine years on active duty working in bioenvironmental engineering. What we do is we act as liaisons with government agencies and workplaces to make sure that they are upholding um, OSHA law and environmental law because everyone has a, uh, the right to a safe and healthful work environment. So we are credentialed in all the OSHA laws and the uh, hazard risk analysis involved, and we just make sure that companies are compliant. Now, when I think of masks and think about most of the studies that we've looked at here on the high wire are about, you know, medical professionals, doctors mm -hmm. wearing masks in very sterile environments. We've talked about really a mask in the OR is just to keep them from drooling into the cavern. Right. It's really not about virus and things like that. But who knows more about masks, the doctors wearing them or you actually go in mm -hmm. and train doctors how to wear them and fit them. So is it, you know, where do you think that line is when people say, well, my doctor says, and they know more than Tammy Clark, what would you say to that? Right, yeah, so this, this has been one of our biggest issues because doctors specialize in medicine. OSHA professionals, PPE experts like Kristen and myself specialize in PPE and respirators. So our world basically revolves around taking a workplace and with doctors or nurses or surgeons, that happens to be the medical systems or the surgical environment. And so we go in and we assess the, the risks and the hazard in that work environment, and we determine what type of PPE or respirators they need to be wearing and why. And then we train them on how to properly don and doff their PPE, how to properly wear it. We have to do a medical evaluation to make sure they are fit enough to work in that PPE. Then we have to do um, fit tests and things like that. We don't explain all of this to the doctors and nurses. They don't need to know all the technicalities behind what we're doing. All they know is, I can work in a surgical mask all day, and it's not really that big of a deal. They don't even understand the ASHRAE standards and the increased uh, ventilation and air cycle exchanges that go into the mechanical designs and the HVAC designs of that hospital environment. They have no idea for the most part, unless they're like an OCDOC, an occupational safety and health doctor, who is trained to also do some of this. But there's very few of those professionals compared to the overall you know, healthcare worker environment. You actually have a private company, your own company, right? That, yes. that actually deals with PPE yes. and this is what you do. That's what I do. Yep. I've okay. been a, a consultant for many, many years as an OSHA uh, credentialed professional and a court approved subject matter expert. I was in the university setting teaching for a while, but I was just getting so many requests to do things on the side. And of course I had kids. So I couldn't do it all for very long, so I started my own company about 10 years ago, and all I've been doing for the past 10 years is compliance, uh, training, testing, uh, working with all kinds of industries, from hospital settings to construction, uh, construction environments, basically helping to make sure that health, safety, and compliance programs are in place so that no matter what type of pathogen or exposure we're talking about with that particular company, their employees are safe. We're going to pause it right there uh, for a just a quick minute, and mm -hmm. you just thought they were a mask. That, you I just mean, thought it was just a just put on a mask. Please just put the mask on. 
I, I distinctly remember, though, OSHA people going around door to door, evaluating people and making sure that they had the proper mask for their environment. Don't you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember I doing think that. It, yeah, it was, a, it was a whole lot of them. I think, oh, it was, yeah. I think it was three per state, you know? <laughs> Yeah, it's like three. It was like three guys, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and you just thought. That, I mean, you know, as as we digress again here, uh, ladies, ladies and gentlemen. But I mean, did you? I mean, I'm I'm listening to her. First of all, yeah. are, are are you physically? Basically, are you physically fit to wear this thing, this right. mask, for a length of time? Yeah. And one thing that was mentioned, uh, the masks that surgeons wear have nothing to do with viruses or anything. It's to, Just keep, to keep them from drooling it's to and, keep their, and sweating their, their, into the, right. Or whatever. It's to keep their body, body bodily fluids, bodily fluids away from yeah. yes, the patient. Uh-huh. And if I'm laying there and they're working on me, I don't you, want their bodily fluids. You on don't me. want them to spit in you. Yeah. No, oh, I, I do on. not want any of that on me. You know, Mike, now come on, maybe at a later date, you know, if I don't like the, his report, maybe we can wrestle or something. It, it's and like it, his autograph yeah. on the surgery, you know, you, well, sure yeah, you don't want him to spit. That's yes, definitely his autograph. Yeah. You know? and the, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but in addition to that, we, we hear, that not only is it the physical fitness of the mask wearer, right. it is also this thing has a whole lot to do with the the air quality that, in yeah, that the too. building. That Unbelievable! Too, yes. Now, yeah. it, what amazes me is is those three people not only tested you know those three people per state that we're talking about they were they were right, out there right. able to test everybody's physical fitness and also all the Absolutely. air quality and every single building and every single uh, vehicle that they would be in well yeah this this goes the back osha guys are amazing they they they're about as amazing as the cdc people that in two weeks what wasn't it you know reviewed 1600 deaths yeah and and yeah. absolutely none were related to vaccines yeah, broke all kinds of records doing Absolute, it because the yeah. average was two years i mean these government workers they're really good at their job haven't yeah, you noticed yeah, yeah. again <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, as we digress, maybe we oh, should have subtitled my. this episode, and you just thought it was a mask. Sometimes I feel like we're in Mystery Theater 2000 or 3000 or whatever, you know, where they're making comments on the, on the video. <laughs> okay, now you're, now you're showing how old I really am. I go, I go back to the Twilight Zone to go to Mystery Uh-oh. Theater. Anyway, uh, here we go. We're gonna we're gonna pick <laughs> up. Uh, we're gonna pick up on these experts. Oh my! Look, we, we are sort of making light of this, but this is serious business. We know that your people, your children, are getting ready to go back to school if they already yes. haven't started a couple of days yeah. or a week or so. But anyway, here we go with the actual professionals. More from Dale Bigtree. So obviously, I mean, I said last week on the show that I had said some time ago. Mask is not the hill I'm going to die on here. Yeah. But yeah. as we start hearing that, you know, even when there's a vaccine, you're still going to be wearing masks, that none of these things are going to change. So we're now seeing a world of masks, a, a future of potentially wearing masks forever. As professionals, when this all started, when you started seeing them, I mean, first it was locking down, right? It was social distancing. And then this mask thing seemed to come yeah. out of nowhere. And we saw virtually every professional from Fauci himself mm-hmm. to the Surgeon General saying, oh, yeah, you don't want to wear a mask. In fact, it might even spread the illness. At the very least, it's going to do nothing at all. Right now in the United States, 
people should not be walking around with masks. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better, and it might even block a, a droplet, but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. And often, there are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face. So we recommend that people who are sick wear a mask. We recommend that people who are around someone who's COVID positive wear a mask, but do not recommend that the general public wears masks as a protective mechanism. Um, why did you decide to, what was it in your world? I don't live in a mask world. This is what you do for a living. When you started seeing on the news, we want everybody in the country wearing masks. What was your first thought? Okay, before she answers, I, I, I can't help this because that was Fauci and uh, 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 Officer Adams, who was part, okay. of, was, was part of the... Uh, yeah, I was going to ask. Yeah, well, let's see the the FDA possibly I we'll have to we'll have to get that information but he was part of the task force anyway if you recall right. uh, the guy in the in the naval suit okay uh, or dress I should say uh, uniform but anyway this, uh, the, well, we're just going to fo focus on Fauci here the smartest guy in town yeah. supposedly will say oh it doesn't yeah. matter don't wear a mask it's not going to help it's not going to do anything anyway and then this guy sort of says you know he gets he starts leaning toward well if you're sick wear it but you don't know. Yeah. Everybody doesn't have to be wearing masks. Right. And that uh, just really, really quick, that goes back to one of my comments on a previous episode where I, we were talking about the CDC flip-flopping. And I, I mentioned at the beginning, the CDC was saying, you know, the, uh, on their website, it was saying that if you're healthy, you do not need to wear a mask. However, if you feel you've been in contact with, or you have symptoms of, then it's appropriate to mask. They, they had that on their website for a little while. And then, yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so so already, I mean, we know because we, you know, we're looking back at this. Now, of course, Dell just asks the two experts, you know, okay, yeah. with all this being said, you you seen that come out, and then all of a sudden, almost you blink your eyes twice, and right. now everybody's got a mask up. And That's he's right. asking them, what did you think when this started happening? So, mm -hmm. here we go. Well, that was the red flag for me. That's why I jumped in and got involved. Um, I mean, it was all very concerning to me because it didn't make sense. But originally, when the experts, including Dr. Fauci, was saying, healthy people do not need to wear masks. There's no need for that. And then all of a sudden, we started getting this COVID fatigue, and we were kind of getting over it at about week three, four, five, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, now, everybody flip-flops. I know we need to mask up. And I went, whoa, 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 we don't just mask up. That is not only illegal and against our, it violates our civil liber liberties, right? right? It is incredibly dangerous and unsafe and unhealthy. And that's when I started speaking up, and that's how Kristen and I met. Well, also, um, within my career field, I used to work in hospitals, and I've sat on numerous infectious disease boards. And what I did is I sat and educated nurses, doctors, surgeons on how to deal with flu outbreaks, the SARS outbreak. So I knew... Yes, there's something called the hierarchy of safety and controls. We have the engineering standards. There's work practices that you change. PPE is a last resort. But when you're dealing with infectious disease patients, these are not the masks that you wear. Even N95s are not fully rated to protect against a virus. These micron sizes, again, they're not rated by the National Institute of Occupational Safety and Health. They did, they're not approved for this use. So not only is this a bad idea, I, there's numerous studies for years based off of the flu outbreaks across the world several years ago, that not only do these ear loop masks and cloth masks not work, they're increasing the spread through fomite transmission, which is a form of cross-contamination. 
you're touching your face. No one is trained on when you're supposed to change these out. No one is trained that when they're soiled or you're working in a humid environment. These things increase the spread. You re-inhale your exhausted gaseous waste, and you can increase your viral load. So if you are ill, not only can you continue to spread it, because you're not understanding the hand hygiene aspect of that, but you will be sicker longer. Speaking of... Okay, real quick, uh, what, yeah, what yeah. the listeners couldn't see, I'm not going <laughs> to expound on anything she said. It was pretty clear, but, but they showed a box that, that the writing on the side of the box clearly stated that these masks do not provide adequate protection against COVID-19, right on yeah, the box. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean... I think some boxes used to have that, and now they've taken them off or yeah, something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because, you know... It's it's just a mask. Put it on. Yeah, you don't need your gases. I actually did a video with my son ever. For anyone uh, that might have missed it, um, I got false flag information. False information. This is not how you do this. But let's just revisit that moment. This is my son ever when we tested the masks on him. This is my son ever. Ever is 11 years old, and here in Texas. Uh, the mandate right now is that 10 and over have got to wear a mask, ever has to wear a mask wherever we go. And so we bought this thing this week. This is, uh, this measures the amount of CO2 that's in the air. Can we just look at the ocean numbers? Uh, carbon dioxide levels and potential health problems are indicated below. From 250 to 350 is the background normal outdoor level, 350 to 1000 ppm typical level found in occupied spaces with good air exchange. 1,000 to 2,000 levels associated with complaints of drowsiness and poor air. Obviously, I don't want ever to have drowsiness or poor air. 2,000 to 5,000 levels associated with headaches, sleepiness, and stagnant, stale, stuffy air, poor concentration, loss of attention, increased heart rate, and slight nausea may also be present. And then 5,000 ppm or more. This indicates unusual air conditions where high levels of the other gases also could be present. Toxicity or oxygen deprivation could occur, meaning do not hit 5,000. All right, here we go. Right now, we're at 848. So I'm going to go ahead and just insert this right like as he did, right underneath and try and keep it. That feels pretty tight right there, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so. Okay, I'm going to pause it just because I'm going to show you, I'm going to explain what he's doing. You can't see this. Uh, his son has a, you know, your typical over-the-year mask on. He's got a little box. Uh, I'm going to say it's about you know, five inches by five inches, and it's got a, it's, it's got a, a digital on it. And it's measuring the CO2. And it's got like what I would call a, you know, about a three-inch antenna looking. And he's slipping this underneath the mask, right. holding it tight underneath the mask. And then he's going to start it. And and his son's just going to breathe normal. And it's going to give a, a CO2 range. And it's a, it's a typical surgical mask, correct? Type yes, the surgical mask the, type, the over right. the year, just okay. typical. Uh, and I, and if I'm not mistaken, he he does a couple of different type of masks here. But the, okay, we're right. starting we're starting on this one, and it does look like the typical surgical type mask. And here we go. You can you know, just breathe naturally. Let's just see what happens. Okay. All right. So we're at one thousand three hundred sixty-seven. We've already just passed two. So now we're in the place where he can be having headaches. He can be, oh, we're at 3,786. Look at this. We've just passed 5,000. Now we're in the toxic level, right? Now we can be doing this. 7,000 inside this mask of the CO2. 8,000 parts per uh, uh, million. And now he's, this thing's gone off the Richter scale, folks. Okay. That was real time. It wasn't. 
that wasn't fast forwarded. That wasn't so even thirty seconds. Literally, really. and in thirty seconds, he was off the charts. Yeah, of CO two danger. So right. here we go. Okay, he's uh, he's he's doing another one, another type of mask. Okay, looks like the the lesser, the cheaper, and of course it's getting the idea, right? getting the same thing. Now he's doing a bandana. So you know, we got the music in the background. You know, great music. So we've hit two thousand bandana wearing, which is now we know is not safe for any school or any workplace environment. Four thousand. Now we're going over 5,000. Now we're into what's known to be a danger zone, 6,000. Parts per million, CO2, 6,600. This is a cloth mask. I thought when I was wearing a cloth, I thought when I was wearing a cloth mask that this was actually safer. Yeah. I kind of thought the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So up in the 9,000s with both of these masks, upper 8,000s. Unbelievable. So in that video, uh, all we did, now, number one, it said false information, that Dell is saying that it reduces the oxygen, wearing a mask, and that's not true. Now, number one, I didn't have an oxygen monitor, so they were wrong right there. I didn't buy an oxygen monitor. I bought a CO2 monitor. I mean, we went online. We found a good CO2 monitor. We stuck it up in the mask. Now, I can say, and then I saw arguments, well, he didn't have it there long enough. If you watch the first mask he's wearing, he's there for over a minute, half, two minutes, and it just keeps going. The, the CO2 goes off the charts. I mean, we go above 10,000 parts per million, so the monitor couldn't register any longer. But, I mean, I get it. I'm, I'm taking the monitor. I'm just sticking it up under the mask. Um, is that, did I just get an incorrect reading? Is that not no. how you would do this? No, we saw that and we were like, he's doing it right. Del, you did it exactly yeah. right. In the world of industrial hygiene, and I'm a senior industrial hygienist, when you are going to test breathing environments or hazards that can be inhaled, you test in the breathing zone. The pulse oximeter test is dealing with uh, oxygen blood gases. And it just blows my mind. You did it exactly how we're trained to do it in school and out in the field. That is what you do. And the type of read, or meter you that did you it have right. is mm -hmm. instantaneous. And it's designed to be instantaneous because a lot of times those meters are used in confined spaces yeah. where you have oxygen deficiency and you immediately have to know. And another aspect of that is you don't even need to do the meter test. The studies have been around for since the 1970s that, yes, masks can decrease oxygen by 20%. This is exactly why prolonged mask use is not approved in the workplace. Okay. This is against OSHA regulations since 1979 that it is not approved to be wearing masks, period, in the workplace. Now, they're going to expound on that a little bit, but this is, again, nothing new, folks. Hmm. Here we go. If you were to wear a mask 8 to 10 hours a day, like some workers, that goes against OSHA law, and you have to implement work rest cycles. They're not allowed to be in masks this long because we already have the data that shows prolonged mask use is unhealthy. So we have, I think now, you know, here in uh, Texas last week, we were talking to a bunch of parents. We're all sending our kids to school wearing masks. Mm -hmm. Everybody's wearing a different kind of mask. Some kids have N95. I've even seen kids with two masks. They've got the... The N95, then the blue one over it, and then the plastic face shield. Yeah. And they're going in for hours at a time. Mm -hmm. And I remember one of you, I mm, think, in yeah. the video said that when any company is going to start masking for whatever reason, 
that you go in and test the health of the person and you and you see if they yep. can handle exactly. a mask, correct? That's, yes, that's what OSHA's respirator standards are based on. We know we have all the studies, like Kristen said, that shows oxygen levels are reduced by up to 20% by putting on a mask, by covering the mouth and nose for a prolonged period and breathing. It doesn't take very long. Like you, with your test with your son, yeah. the CO2 levels went up quickly. Yeah. O2 levels drop very quickly as well when you do the direct read test like what you did with an oxygen monitor, right? Yeah. So we have the studies. This is why OSHA created a respirator standard in the first place because the NIOSH studies are there. NIOSH is the National Institute of Occupational Safety and Health. They're basically OSHA's sister agency that does testing. Okay, so we've had these tests for years and years. So now to just tell everybody to mask up and it's not a danger is not only unethical, but it's illegal. So it's not legal in the workplace to allow an employee to work in a mask or face covering without first doing a medical evaluation to make sure that that employee can medically tolerate it because we know it's very taxing to the cardiopulmonary system when you cover somebody's mouth and nose and then you force them to do their work. Even if they're not working and they're just sitting, it's going to task their cardiopulmonary system because it changes the way you breathe. You have to forcibly inhale, forcibly exhale, mm -hmm. and so it taxes the cardiopulmonary system. We've given people heart attacks by forcing them to do this, and that's why OSHA created the respirator standard in the first place. So the danger and the biggest issue here is OSHA's running around saying, well, this isn't PPE, this isn't PPE, so it's okay. That is not true. That is not true. When you force somebody to wear anything for protection against a known pathogen what or What difference does it hazard, make what the title of why you're wearing it? PPE. If this thing can cause a, a, a pulmonary issue, exactly. whether or not it's PPE or it's just exactly. wearing it for Halloween, right. at a certain point you say, if you're wearing this for hours, it's dangerous. We've got to see yes. if you're healthy enough to do that. We're making an assumption of every child, but when, you, when I think about it, how many elderly you know, that mm -hmm. do have mm -hmm. heart conditions yeah. and issues are wearing this now, wearing these masks, thinking this is protecting them? What type of risk are they being put at, and why aren't nursing, I mean, our nursing homes and hospitals and right. retirement communities bringing in OSHA to say, can you test to make sure this person is capable of wearing this? Yeah, well, the problem is OSHA is denying that this is a problem. I actually had a phone conversation with the director of the enforcement division in Michigan, and I said to him, your guys are running around giving citations to my clients in the field for not wearing masks or threatening them for not wearing masks. When I told them when this all started, look, you're working in the construction environment. It's hot, it was the middle of the summer. You're doing roofing work, you're doing whatever. You are not to be working in a mask. I would be remiss as a safety consultant and your acting safety director if I let you do that because I know that that's gonna reduce your oxygen levels. The last thing I need is for you to be getting dizzy on a ladder or on a roof, right? So you will not follow these guidelines and mask up. That's not only unhealthy, but it's unsafe. So I mm. called OSHA about this, had a conversation with the director in Michigan who told me, I said to him, what are you doing? What is going on here? This is revisionism. You well, are not know. following your own yeah. standards. You know that it's very unsafe and unhealthy and we're causing oxygen deprivation. Why do you think everybody's complaining of headaches, right. nausea, fatigue? That's the first signs and symptoms that the body is struggling to meet demands for oxygen. And he said to me point blank, I wish I had recorded the conversation now. <laughs> he said to me, Tammy, you will never get me to believe that. And I just said to him, I don't care what you believe. You're an industrial hygienist. You know what I'm saying is the truth. Wow. Yeah. So you. Absolutely. So she is out there doing the right thing. Yeah. Telling them that you guys are in violation, but mainly because your oxygen level is falling. It's not healthy. You could, you know, you could have an accident, as she said, you know, fall off a ladder or a roof. Mm -hmm. I think she calls it a rough. But rough. Yeah. It depends yeah, on rough. what what part of the country you're from. But nevertheless, 
you know, these things, now that was the first little sign there. These things need to be taken seriously. Not only is it against the regulation, but it's also against the law. She she made that statement very clear. Mm-hmm. But here is the first time that in, in this little uh, clip that we're hearing OSHA folks basically denying what is going on and failing to enforce their own regulation. Yeah. By saying, yeah. you know, and she, and she kind of calls him on the carpet knowing what his background in is and what mm-hmm. his title is, that he knows what, oh yeah, you know, he knows what time it is, so to speak. So Yeah, I, I mean, shoot, I had a comment there. Well, let's, oh, never uh, mind. Just, that, that, uh, yeah, that, that's okay. I, I, I wanted, <laughs> I this, there's a perfect time to, and I'm going to try to pronounce this lady's name because, you know, some of our listeners might be going, well, you know, well, some of us are healthy enough. Well, you know, we can lose 20% of our oxygen and we'll be okay. Well, uh, but that's, I think that's what it was going go Yeah. On. But uh, anyway, you know, I, I didn't want us to just gloss over or, or kind of breeze by the, the children aspect and these kids wearing two masks and, one man. First of all, our kids are the healthiest people right. in the country or in right. the world for any kind of virus because of their immune system. It's absolutely idiotic to have them strapping masks on. It makes no sense. But if you care to know what some of the long-term causes or not, but results could be for wearing masks because no one has done studies on masks to report here we've done studies for the last 14 months and here's the results it's okay for everybody to wear masks there's been no studies that have come out like that but there has right. been studies and this is this is yet but one of them from a dark uh, Dr. Marguerite Grease Brisson or Brisson uh, a German Doctor, and I'm going to just read some of her background here, and I'm going to read this short article about what wearing masks can cause based on her studies and expertise. So she is an MD, a PhD, is a consultant neurologist and a neurophysiologist with a PhD in pharmacology with special interest in neurotoxicology, environmental medicine, neuroregeneration and neuroplasticity this is what she has to say about the masks and if and their effects on our brains now you know we're we're talking about children but it's it's anybody who is wearing this now just listen to this the rebreathing of our exhaled air will without a doubt create oxygen deficiency and a flooding of carbon dioxide we know that the human brain is very sensitive to oxygen deprivation there are nerve cells, for example, in the hippocampus, I'm just going to leave it there, part of the brain, that, mm-hmm. can't, that can't be longer than three minutes without oxygen. They cannot survive. Now, I'm going to read that again. In that particular part of the brain, these cells can't be longer than three minutes without oxygen or they can't survive. The acute warning symptoms are headaches, drowsiness, dizziness, issues in concentration, slowing down of the reaction time, reactions of the cognitive system. However, when you have chronic oxygen deprivation over a long period of time now, all of those symptoms disappear. 
because you get used to it. Uh-huh. So yeah. now, you know, and, and you know, you can compare that to certain yeah. drugs. Oh, I can do more drugs now or I can drink more alcohol now. I've gotten used to it. But your efficiency will remain impaired and the undersupply of oxygen in your brain continues to progress. So that's that doesn't sound good. We know that neurodegenerative diseases take years to decades to develop. So if today you forgot your phone number, the, the breakdown in your brain would have already started 20 or 30 years ago. Now, this is naturally. While you're thinking that you have gotten used to wearing your mask and rebreathing your own exhaled air, the degenerative process processes in your brain are getting amplified as your oxygen deprivation continues. The second problem is, is that the nerve cells in your brain are unable to divide themselves normally. So in case our governments will generously allow us to get rid of the mask and go back to breathing oxygen freely again in a few months, the lost nerve cells will no longer be regenerated. What is gone is gone. Wow. Now check that out. So if you continue to wear a mask, no matter who you are, you are going to lose nerve cells, and what she's saying is they they don't when they're gone they're gone they don't regenerate. Right. This is permanent. Yeah. So you could have literally you could have children at the age of nineteen if they're wearing masks at four and five years old in school. Uh-huh. Yep. Maybe yep. And who knows? But I mean, because we've not studied this, this is all this is all new territory. Yeah. But literally, they could have dementia, yeah. And I think we we touched yeah, on we, this a we, while ago. Briefly, this is this is the doctor who has done the research. We have this research. She's not the only one. There's been more that have come out. Not only, uh-huh. I mean, you know, let's just face it. You, you know, you're rebreathing toxicity right. that's coming out. So this is this is extraordinary information. Yeah, and just real quick, I, I remembered a small comment that I was going to make. Uh, when when they first started like requiring masks and people were like, well, I don't want to wear a mask. There was, um, I don't know if it was advertisements, but I I was hearing that people like athletes or something were um, wearing a mask and and running and and measuring their O2 and see saying, see, it's still ninety or whatever after a little bit. So you know, it's fine. It doesn't. But even if the oxygen didn't drop as fast for them. What we just saw was the O2 level goes way too high. Yes. Regardless as yeah. if the oxygen level is, quote, staying up yes. longer, your O2, sorry, your CO2, CO2. level yeah. has already gotten into a danger zone. Absolutely. And like I've, I think I've told you, when I've, when I've worn a mask the few times I have, within a minute or something, I'm getting a headache. Right. That's one of the signs. And so I take it off. I'm like, I can't, I can't do that. Yeah. I mean, very good point because that's, that, that's sort of what Dell was saying. It's not the oxygen level that you're looking at. It's the poison in the CO2 level that's too high and it will start damaging the brain. And I didn't even think of it that way though, when they were putting it out there, I I wasn't even thinking of it that way. Right. And most people aren't like, oh, well, O2 stays up. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah, it's so, it's like it's just like with with the virus, they're harping on the wrong thing, exactly. right? If you look at all the data yes. that it pertains to the subject, 
Yeah. Then you get the clear picture. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, a lot there. Uh, oh, yeah. So, but Tammy Clark and Kristen Megan, and we, we're going to have to finish, uh, unfortunately, finish this one up. <laughs> at a, at a on on a on a I guess a so called part two. But yeah, we we really feel like we need to cover the mass now, just because it's it's becoming pertinent, and we can really and and I want to expound more on this on the next one because there's just so much there, and it is now we do digress and we a little bit of levity here and there, but uh, you know this is a serious situation. Absolutely, you know there's a yeah. lot there's a lot that people are just taking, you know. Uh, really, in my opinion, way, way too lightly. So, yeah. I, I mean, I've talked with you about I'm concerned with the elderly in our church. Yes. You know, because ha- at least half of them are still wearing masks. Yeah. And I'm like, exactly. I, I'm just concerned for them. Sure. It's like, I, I, I know. And, and you know what? The one thing that we can do in the church is, you know, it's, it's, it's your personal choice. Yeah, but I, yeah. you know, I, I really feel like at some point, Ben, we need to educate them. I think we should show this in there, honestly. Uh, yeah, we need to educate them yeah. in in a, in a variety of ways, and of course, you can't force them to no to come and show up. But but we, I, this is one of the things that I wanted to uh, yeah. to discuss with with the elders, uh, right? There absolutely. At the church, so, all right, well. Uh, Another another good episode, and just so hopefully we've got uh, mm-hmm. your listeners primed. And uh, uh, while I'm at it, guys, uh, uh, like this, uh, subscribe to whatever you uh, you know whatever platform you're listening on. Uh, follow us uh, again. Ben and I don't get this is just fun for us, yeah. and 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 also it's it is a little bit satisfying. So we, because we feel like that we we're getting information out to to you guys that that may not otherwise get it and right. um and and so, share it yeah p- please yeah. share it uh yeah. and uh of course you know uh, on this particular episode uh i think this was called on the high wire it's just simply called mask whistleblowers tell all but we'll again we'll have that all up when uh when right. the episode comes out okay well thanks for everyone for listening and ben let's uh let's go to our creator in prayer as we close all right. father in heaven once again we do thank you for this opportunity to get this message out to those that uh, may not otherwise hear it. We thank you for the, uh, for the gifts that you've given us. Father, we thank you for the victories that you've given us in the past that we have come through to this point in, in this world's history. And we do know that this planet, this place is not our home, but Lord, there's many that need to hear the ultimate truth. We need them to have all of their uh, uh, capacities of brain waves, uh, everything working properly. And of course, you created us that way. And mm-hmm. we thank you so much for the, the fearfully and wonderfully uh, made way that we were made <laughs> or created, Lord. And there again, we want to lift up these women, Del Bigtree, and and all of the others that are spreading the truth out there. Lord, we just thank you so much. And right now, where where we are with school starting, we ask for special prayer to all these children. They are innocent. They're only doing what their what their mommies and daddies are are, are, are having them do. They don't really even have a voice. So, Lord, we pray 
for a special prayer upon all of them. Uh, be close to them, and and may somehow these messages get to them that allows them to breathe the air that you created. And Lord, as we close out once again, we ask and we pray that every intent of our thought be pure. And we ask and pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you.